On this episode of Jet City Hot Takes, the playoffs heating up. We're going to look at the AFC and the NFC. The Seahawks get the big win in Carolina, 30-24, to and a big home game this week against the Cardinals. And I'll tell you why that Drew Brees touchdown record means absolutely nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... Who am I kidding? These guys aren't pros. The starting lineup for your Jet City Hot Takes podcast. He's Boston bred. He hates seafood. And he swore to start reading more. So now he watches Netflix with his subtitles on. Corey Dillon. That is next level stupidity. And he's a Northwest native. Doesn't care what you say. Sriracha is overrated. And he sleeps with a Ken Griffey Jr. body pillow. Keith Wayne. Hey, I don't judge. You do you. Just keep it off the field. Jet City Hot Takes. Hot Takes. We're here. It's playoff fantasy championship week for the most of us anyways. Week 15 in the NFL season. A lot going on. The playoff picture is shaping up. Both divisions, AFC, NFC. I know we're going to get into that. Seahawks coming off a win in Carolina. You got a lot of uh, good things to say, uh, minus... Never mind, we'll get into Josh Gordon in a second. Yeah, I mean, Uh, everyone knows about Josh Gordon. (laughs) Josh Gordon done. He hit the weed shop down in Soto. (laughs) So he is no longer with the team. Team Uh, should have taken my advice. No, but really, hopefully he gets the help he needs. Um, You know, Yeah, he's he's got some demons he's got to wrestle with. It's it's really unfortunate. As for the Seahawks go, uh, they were fine before he was with the team. He didn't do a whole lot when he was um, a member of the Seahawks. But God, that that fifty-eight yard catch was a thing of beauty, wasn't it? Was one hell of one catch. It is like, like <laughs> it's just, but just seeing that potential is just like ah. Yeah, I mean, it, to think it's more of like a what could have been. Oh, trust me. So you and I both know this. Me yeah. as a Patriots fan, you as a Seahawks fan. <laughs> yeah, we you both know. know. It's funny how that worked out, huh? Yeah. So let's talk about uh, you know good offense, defense, players of the week. What what, what you liked about last week? Uh, offensively, I thought they did a really good job establishing the run. Chris Carson had over 130 yards. Great fantasy start. He had two touchdowns. Uh, Russell Wilson was efficient passing the ball. He had a passer rating over 130. And uh, he threw two touchdowns. One was that beautiful fade to DK Metcalf that he caught over the defensive back in the corner of the end zone. Just uh, chef's kiss. That was wonderful. Uh, defensively, obviously, they created turnovers. Three picks from your linebackers, two from KJ Wright. You know, I thought it was it was kind of funny. He had like three career interceptions before that game, and he got two in back-to-back series. Well, when you're playing Kyle Allen, right? Yeah, well, now the, the Panthers have benched Kyle Allen. Now Will Greer's going to get the yeah. start against the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, Bobby Wagner made a heck of a play on a on an interception. Um, they were getting some pressure. I don't. I think they only recorded like one sack. Uh, my only concern defensively is kind of what's shown up all season long where they get a big lead late and they just, just sort of take their foot off the gas and the opposing offense just dinks and dunks down the field, gets a quick score, and then they do it again and make it close at the end, which, you know, when you're up by 20 points at the end of a game, you'd like to just see them sort of just maybe not necessarily put their foot on their throat, but at least like hold them back a little bit Seriously. keep them at arm's <laughs> distance really and uh, one, I don't know if this is going to take any of your, where you're going with your players of the week but uh, something that I, I was just so happy to see Tyler Lockett have such a big game oh thank god he looked like he was eight catches 120 yards and a touchdown and he really has not performed since that little injury there in San Francisco I wonder if, obviously he's, he's feeling better you could tell he was moving faster right. in the game I wonder if maybe playing against a uh not great secondary in Carolina had anything to do with that because the teams they were playing before were Minnesota, 
who they've had some secondary issues this year, but they're still pretty strong. They still have Xavier Rhodes and other guys. I there. just think there were a couple games in, in in the last few. Yeah, I think he had one catch. He had zero catches in yeah, one. And, so and the Rams with Jalen Ramsey and Eric Weddle have a pretty solid secondary for sure. So but it's, still, good to see that made me really you know that made me feel good about them. If he can get back to what he's you know used to what be does yeah correct uh that's gonna go a long way for them in the playoffs for sure um i think if if tyler lockett's healthy in the playoffs and they have that running game going even with penny out if carson's going and he hangs onto the ball which he did i feel pretty good about the yeah, Seahawks. keep doing that because we don't want to see pro size <laughs> no yeah did you see what, what so if you don't know i usually live tweet the games on the jet city hot takes twitter account at jet city hot takes and i immediately just said yeah i'd be totally fine with never giving cj pro size another touch ever again after that play where he <laughs> He just tripped over his own feet or something, and the only reason it wasn't a fumble was because Bruce Irvin barely touched his foot on his way down. So bad. So yes, Carson, uh, don't fumble the ball anymore. Yeah, hopefully those issues are behind you because the beginning of the year was rough. I hope so. Uh, so so yes, that'll be very vital going forward as well. Uh, and I got some players of the game for you: defense and offense. It should be pretty obvious who the defensive player of the game is. I'm going KJ Wright. He had two interceptions, but also there are some other pretty good defensive standouts, specifically at linebacker. Cody Barton had to step in for an, inj- an injured Michael Kendricks and had to play middle linebacker when Bobby Wagner came out with a, an ankle injury, who sounds like he's going to be okay. He was all over the field deflecting passes, blowing up screen plays. He was doing a fantastic job for a rookie. That was, that was pretty good to see. Uh, Bobby Wagner obviously had the interception. And uh, Puna Ford had a couple of really nice plays in the run game. That, that that was nice to see. He chased down Christian McCaffrey from behind, which I did not expect to see that last last Sunday, no. but I'll take it. <laughs> and then uh, offensively, it's got to go to Chris Carson. 133 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. He had the one where he bounced it outside and beat the guy to the corner of the end zone, and then one where it was like a fourth and one, and then he just – rammed it straight ahead and just drove a pile into the end zone that was wonderful to see it's good good game for the Seahawks all around I mean it's nice to have and, and they've said this before I know specifically the Patriots and and even former Patriots I know um Ted Johnson who does radio now in Boston he was in Houston for yeah. a while a lot of people look at these last two games of the season and if they're cupcakes like oh like why do you even play your starters or something but he he went back to when he played for the Patriots that you know even those two games even if it's a, a team that you should beat up on like you can build something going in some momentum going into the playoffs so for their weekend for their week against the Carolina Panthers and, and obviously not being a great team to have such a good performance I think offensively yeah. and defensively um they can build on that and get some momentum really going into the playoffs. I'd be I'd be concerned about a team that rests their starters the last week of the season because if usually when you do that you have a first round bye already. You know, you've locked up the one seed or you're just secure in whatever position you're in. And we've seen teams have a great regular season then rest their starters in week 17. I think I think like the 2005 Colts did that, right? Where they were the one seed in the AFC, they had like a 14 and 2 or 13 and 3 record or something. They rested their starters last week of the season. And then they didn't have any chemistry because they hadn't played in two weeks when they got to the divisional round and then they lost to the Steelers. Right. It, it, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe the yes. Ravens said Lamar Jackson would not be playing week 17 if they had their seed locked up. I could be wrong. Maybe they'd just play him a little bit and then get him out of there. But um, that's something they said they might do. Don't agree with that decision. I think let them at least play a little bit so that they, they stay in football shape, I guess, and they right. keep a little bit of that chemistry. You don't want to go two weeks without playing a game. But so much of his game is running, man, so it's 
That's yeah. scary. That's scary. He's, well, he's really good at avoiding contact. So, <laughs> I mean, that, he's going to be able to play for a while if he manages to do that. For sure. So, the Seahawks with a big win there in Carolina. Um, that puts them as the number one seed. So, they're right now the number one seed <laughs> in the NFC. I don't think either one of us thought that going into the season. No. Uh, no not we that didn't. it's going to end that way. Uh, and I know you know a lot about this playoff picture, but I'll just read this real quick. So, number one seed right now Seahawks at number one, Packers two, Saints at three, all at 11 and three. And then the Dallas Cowboys at a stunning seven and seven at the number four seed, uh, and then the wild card chase. You got the 49ers at eleven and three, Vikings at ten and four, the Rams at eight and six, and somehow still alive, the Philadelphia Eagles at seven and seven as well, because that horrid <laughs> NFC East division. So, what do you see happening? Um, so we we have this three way tie at the top of the NFC. Yeah, this with is the, interesting with the Saints, Packers, me. and Seahawks. What's interesting is if all three teams went out, Seahawks are the one seed. And the reason for that is since the Packers didn't play against the Saints or the Seahawks, then they can't use that head-to-head matchup where the Saints beat the Seahawks. Right. So you end up having to go by – it's either strength of schedule or record against common opponents or record against teams within the, within the conference. It's one of those three that's that first tiebreaker between them. But if the Packers were to lose a game, even if the Seahawks went out, that brings the Saints from three to one – and would and drop the to Seahawks two. to two. <laughs> so realistically, here in Seattle, we want the Seahawks, the Packers, and the Saints to win out. Well, we want the Packers. We want the Seahawks and the Packers to win out. Fair enough. Okay, yeah. But regardless, if all three did win out, the Seahawks yeah. would still be a top. So we really want the. I mean, so it's, Seahawks it's re- fans really want the. Yeah, the it's Saints really to as lose. long as the Seahawks and the Packers win out. Here's the thing, though: the Packers have a big game this weekend yeah. against Minnesota in Minnesota. Minnesota's a big favorite in that, too. They are a big favorite, and that could really mess, like, like we just said, really mess up the uh, the home field advantage throughout for the Seahawks. It, it really could. Um, I'd be interested I'd be interested to see if New Orleans would get screwed again in that situation <laughs> because they they have a, an unfortunate reputation of really bad things happening to them at the end of playoff games the last few years. But really, I think... No matter how you how you present it, this has been a successful season for the Seahawks. No one expected them to be at eleven and three. Even me, a diehard Seahawks fan, I think I predicted like a ten and six or eleven and five record at the beginning of the season and winning the division. I didn't expect the Niners to be as good as they are. I I didn't think they'd be bad by any means, but I didn't expect them to be like a Super Bowl contender. Do you still have your bracket from the beginning of the season anywhere? I might. I might too. It, I might, might. it might be interesting <laughs> to dig into that at the end of the year. See how wrong I was about the, uh, well, you were wrong about the Bears, that's for sure. Let's not talk about that. Uh, <laughs> but let's get into this. So let's just break this down. Anyways, the top three. So the Saints have remaining at Tennessee, so both on the road, mm-hmm. uh, at Tennessee, at Carolina. Um, I mean, do you assume they went out? Tennessee could be tough because they can run the ball, they can play good defense, and yeah, they just got beat at home by the Texans. But they're, the Texans are a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. I think that's where they could have a loss, but I would assume they win that game. And obviously Carolina, they're going to go into Carolina and get a win uh, because they're going to be fighting for playoff positioning. Yeah, I believe. I mean, with t- Tennessee is fighting. I mean, Tennessee is really fighting for yeah. a playoff position. So I think this, I mean, there was all this dramatics and Drew Brees drew his 540th touchdown pass and they stopped the game for it. It was so exciting. And there was all this momentum and then, you have Tennessee at home who just coughed one up, or not necessarily coughed it up because it was a good game, but they lost. They they need this game. They do. They really do. So that can be one where they get a little caught off guard. Uh, I'll rant probably a little bit on that um that Saints celebration, the nonsense that was that uh, touchdown uh, touchdown record that doesn't matter right now. Um, 
Anyways, I, I do think the Saints probably will win out, but that, that Tennessee game is tricky. And Packers, like we said, their remaining schedule, both on the road as well, uh, at Minnesota, at Detroit. Yeah, they could they could definitely drop that game against the Vikings. I'll just tease the pick now. I think they're going to drop that game. So okay. that is going to be very, uh, you know, if, if the way that I just mentioned it, it I have the Seahawks as the two seed uh, with the Saints winning out, the Packers dropping one to the Vikings, and then the Seahawks winning Assuming out. the Seahawks went out. Correct. And they have to. And the Seahawks, like we said, and, and if that happens and the Seahawks lose – to the 49ers that last week of the season the 49ers would have the tiebreaker they would go now what's interesting there actually is a scenario where the seahawks can win the division this week that's if, if the 49ers if lose the 49ers to the rams. lose to the rams which could happen i don't think it will but it could happen and the seahawks beat the cardinals the seahawks win the west right outright that that week 17 game is more for seeding than it is for anything else i don't think that's going to happen i think both teams are going to probably beat the hell out of each other in week 17 and then whoever loses that is going to have to the week after playing a really physical game go on the road to play against either Dallas or Philadelphia we've seen really good teams play really physical matchups and the next week just not look very good because they're so tired from the game the week before right it's this is just going to be very interesting. Let's just I mean even just assuming the Seahawks and the 49ers win this week which they should. I mean the Seahawks can go down to a 5 seed if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they can drop all the way to a 5 all seed. All the way to a 5 or the 49ers can jump from 5 to 2. You know, the Packers can go from 2 to I think it would be 3 mm-hmm. or they might even go to 6 because the Vikings are 10 and 4. So if they win that game, they're both 11 and 4. The NFC picture is is pretty crazy. I think I think we have a pretty good idea of who the teams are that are going to be in the playoffs. The question in the NFC is what order are they going to be in more than anything else? Correct. The only question mark, really, uh, of teams getting in is that Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia matchup because that's going to decide the NFC East, and, and the winner of that division is getting in. in. The other one's going to be out. The Rams are virtually eliminated, so it's realistically... I mean, Yeah, they, I would, need, they need the Vikings to lose out, and they have to win out. The guaranteed, uh, most likely, you know, if I was putting everything I had on it, you know, Seahawks are in there, Packers are in there, Saints are in there. 49ers are in there, Vikings are in there. The only one is Dallas or Philadelphia, who's going to be that number four. Yeah, who's going to lose to the NFC West runner-up? But within that, (laughs) there are so many different scenarios from teams that can go from, you know, two to six, teams that can go from five to two, two to five, three to whatever. It's pretty wild. I I think there are, realistically, there are probably four, maybe five legit contenders in the NFC. I'm basically just not counting the NFC East. I'm counting the other five teams. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you mean basically everybody except for the Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles. Yeah. All right, so that's how that's shaping up. I mean, there's still so much to be um, unraveled. I know what's going to happen. Probably some team is going to choke this weekend, and it'll be a whole different conversation next week. But as of now, I mean, we have the teams that are probably going to be in there. Uh, it's just the seeding can get a little crazy. Now, that sixth spot in the AFC is still really up for grabs, isn't it? It's really between the Steelers and the Titans. Yeah, I was going to get into that a little bit. Yeah, I, realistically, it's going to go between, I think, the Steelers and the Titans. Uh, technically, the Browns and Raiders are still in it at 6-8, and eight, which is... How bad is the AFC that they're still in? Yeah, it? <laughs> so they're still in there. So, um, you know, what you're looking at right now is the Ravens uh, at 1, Patriots at 2, Kansas City Chiefs at three, Texans at four, Bills at five, and the Steelers at six. Now, it does get a little interesting, though. Uh, I, I mean, I think uh, I'll just go into this. So the Ravens, 
They're the uh, one seed. Yeah, they're going to be yeah. the one seed. They're playing Cleveland and Pittsburgh. For them to lose that, they'd need to lose to both of those teams. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So they're going to pretty much lock up the number, or they've pretty much locked up the number one seed. Uh, Patriots have a tough game this weekend. Buffalo going to Gillette. Now the uh, fact that it's in Foxborough, I think, if they had to go to Buffalo for the second game instead of the other way around, uh, it'd be a different conversation. I would, I would feel really good about the Bills this week, but the fact that it's in Foxborough. I, that's that's such a tough place to play, and when the Patriots do lose there, it's by inches. That's going to be a you know a, a tough game for the Patriots there. But if they do beat Buffalo, they lock up. Uh, they don't lock it up actually. So sorry. So if the Patriots beat Buffalo, they still don't necessarily lock up the two seed. Um, but they I, they win the East. They need yeah they'll win the East, and then they would need to uh, beat my. They they need to run it out. They don't want to lose the two seed because the Chiefs. Are ten and four now. Uh, they're We're only playing, one game back of them, right? That's right. So if they and bring, they have the tiebreaker, correct. So that's the thing. So they have the tiebreaker. Uh, you would assume Kansas City is going to win out, and if they do, uh, they would be the number two seed. If, if who do the, they have the Chargers the and the Raiders? No. So uh, this is. I'll get into that in a second. Uh, and then you have a, a tight match there, or a tight race there between the Texans and the Titans. What a big game that was last week. The Texans go to 9-5 and five after beating the Titans on the road. Titans fall to 8-6. and six. So they're still competing for that division, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Or that they definitely play each other again that last week. Yeah. Uh, so that division's still there, but... I think the way it works is the Texans would have to lose out, and then the Titans would have to win out for them to win though so yeah it gets interesting with the uh the texans and titans in that division uh if the texans get a win this week uh they clinch the division yeah uh even if tennessee goes on the road week 17 and beats houston they, they still lose the tiebreaker so uh houston just needs to win to clinch uh the division and then the titans will be fighting for that number six spot uh the bills have clinched a playoff spot if i'm not mistaken they have um it's just a matter of they have a slight chance of winning the afc east if uh, they beat the patriots and then even then the patriots would have to somehow lose patriots to ryan to fitzpatrick Miami. and the dolphins so not that no. that seems pretty much uh locked in and then right now the pittsburgh steelers at eight and six uh sitting in the sixth seed and that is they've got the jets and baltimore uh so that's who the titans will be competing with now the thing that gets interesting here is like i said earlier baltimore might rest their starters in that week 17 game if the pittsburgh so steelers if- are playing for that <laughs> position uh they might have a nice little layup there if you're the tennessee titans are you rooting for the browns this week to somehow upset the ravens so that they so that they would then have to play their starters against the steelers i don't know it's 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 interesting uh it definitely is interesting um and and the steelers are at the jets this weekend so they should win there it's hard to say man that pittsburgh on their third quarterback or whatever seventh quarterback whatever they're on they uh their offense didn't look good against the Bills, but the Bills have a good no. defense last week. That sixth seed is, I think, the only. I think it's the same thing. You have five teams that are probably probably guaranteed to be in there with the Ravens, the Patriots, the Chiefs, Texans, Bills, and then at the at that bottom, it's either the Steelers, or the Titans. Uh, the problem for the Titans is their next game, like we st- talked about earlier, is home against New Orleans, and then on the road at Houston. So they'd have to win out, and something would have to happen with Those the Steelers. Those are tough games too. Um, the Steelers would have to drop one at least one against the Jets or Baltimore, and then win out to get in that sixth seed. Um, something we did mention is that Kansas City remaining schedule. Um, they are on the road in Chicago this week. Oh, that's right. And then home against the Chargers. So, uh, as a Patriots fan, go Bears. Uh, the Bear- <laughs> that's going to be a tough game for them, I think. That defense is legit. And there's always those teams that you know play spoiler. You know, yeah. and, and- I think the, the Bears could, with that defense... 
The Bears could be that. The, the Bears could do that. Uh, so the Chiefs have a tough matchup. For the Chiefs to pass the Patriots in the seedings, they, they have to get through a real tough matchup in Chicago and then also have the Patriots lose to either Buffalo or Miami, um, which I don't see happening. So I don't see yeah. I don't see the AFC changing that much. I do like the Titans as a better team than the Steelers, but the Steelers playing the Jets and then possibly Baltimore not at full not at not with starters uh could give them a, a big advantage especially with the titans well, well really hurt the titans i think they are a better team than the steelers by far actually if you were to ask me i think what hurt them is their their record at the beginning of the season when marcus mariota was still the starting quarterback yeah that definitely did Tannehill's come in and done a great job uh but they should lock him up that honestly. being said i mean they're I don't. This is blowing it out of proportion, but their their Super Bowl was last week against their division rival. Yeah, at home. No, you're not wrong. For basically the division, and they didn't get it done. That's you know that was a big loss for the Titans. Yeah, and the difference in that game was really just a receiver not catching the ball when he got hit, and it just sort of popping out of his hands, and it got picked off and ran back for a touchdown. Like that was that, that yeah. was really the difference in the game. That was it. So, uh, I, I, that's how the playoff pictures are shaping up right now. Huge game in Foxborough this week, I think, with the uh, Buffalo coming into town. I'm I'm excited to watch that. There's some great games. Not that I really care about the winner of the NFC East, but I mean the Eagles and Cowboys is going to be a great game. You get the Packers and. and Vikings, which is you know massive implications for Seattle here, yeah, divisional division game. Uh, there's just a lot that's going on. Yeah, and Le- uh, <laughs> we're gonna pick some of those games in a little bit. Yeah, let's talk about the uh, the upcoming match for the Seahawks though. Seahawks Cardinals, um, not with the spread or what, what we're picking, but what you're seeing. Yeah, so the Seahawks uh, still have some injuries on defense. They they went into that game against Carolina missing four starters. They didn't have Clowney. They didn't have Ansa. They didn't have Shaquille Griffin. And I believe who else did they not have for that game? I don't remember. But then during the game, Quandre Diggs went out and Bobby Wagner came out, both with ankle injuries. It sounds like... Thank goodness they were playing the Panthers, huh? Yeah, really. Uh, It sounds like Wagner should be good to go. Uh, That it looked worse than it really was. Diggs will not be playing against the Cardinals which could be bad because the Cardinals are very pass-happy. Mm-hmm. They are. Uh, Although they got their running game going with Drake. I don't, yeah, know, I don't he, know what happened to David Johnson. See you later. But uh, Kenyon Drake has gone to Arizona and absolutely torn it up for them. Yeah, he's he's he was, what, four touchdowns last yeah, week? Yeah, he won me uh, he won me a playoff match. <laughs> I'm in the championship now. Thank you, Kenyon Drake. Hey, me too. Uh, well, not with Kenyon Drake, though. Thanks, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, the, the Cardinals like to f- throw the ball over the field. They're kind of like, if you watch... Washington State play they're kind of like that to a lesser extent they run the ball more than than they do uh their defense is almost non-existent so I think offensively the Seahawks can just have their way with the Cardinals they're gonna probably score 35 points or something like that and uh defensively there's a lot of open space of that offense so if you're not playing your assignment they will burn you I think the Seahawks are well coached enough that uh, the Cardinals could put up some points they've been playing better as of late but the Seahawks already went down into Arizona beat them like 27 to 10 now they gotta come up to Seattle with that crowd with a rookie quarterback the Seahawks are a big favorite in this in this game, but they tend to play games close. But I still think the Seahawks will find a way to have a big lead in this game. And if it's close, it'll be because the Cardinals score a couple times in garbage time. Something we talked about earlier in the season is when they went down to Arizona. And something always happens in Arizona. Somebody gets hurt, something like that. And Since, nothing happened. And that didn't happen. But does that mean it's going to happen this game? 
No, because we're not playing in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, this is one we're not going to do fantasy football players today because um, you know these are valuable weeks where we can make some money. But I will. One thing I will say about this matchup is uh, the Cardinals cannot or seem not to stop any tight ends. Nope. That's just a little hint, and that's going for my daily fantasy one especially. <laughs> uh, that is going to be my starting my starting tight end because they just cannot stop a tight end, so I expect a big week from uh, Jake Hollister. And uh, I would also, uh, you know, with no Josh Gordon, there's only really one big receiver on the Seahawks, and the Cardinals seem to struggle with big receivers, so there's another hint from me about who you, maybe you should be starting this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me vent real quick. Did you watch Monday Night Football? I did. Did you watch Drew Brees break the, the passing touchdown record? I did. Did you see them stop the game and let them celebrate? They do that anytime there's a big no, record like broken. That, yeah, but it's not like Brady's two touchdown passes away from him. Yeah, and then when if Brady... So they could go back and forth for the next whatever, like... The Patriots are going to do the same thing if Brady catches up and passes No, him. they won't. No, they won't. No, what he'll do is he'll go, great, and they won't stop the game. It absolutely will not. I disagree with that. I think it In 2007, was, when he threw his 50th touchdown, didn't they stop the game to give him the ball? I don't know if they did or not. But I'm that, pretty sure I mean, they did. That was in New York, and it gets the Jets, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think it's more of an NFL thing, isn't it? No, it's got, they were the, the, the Saints were waiting for that moment, and I get it. It's a cool thing. I just And celebrate, like whatever, but like... It, they like stop the game and all this crap, and it's not like a, it's not like the. There's still the season we played. It's not like he has the record. Like it's not. I mean, I I do think he's gonna end up having more, but still, it's like there's a quarterback in the league that is still playing that is two touchdowns away. It's not like you locked up this record. It's just right now you have more touchdown passes, and there's a guy two passes behind you or three passes behind you. I think it is whatever. I, I think it's three, right? Uh, three or four. Brady would have to throw four, I think, because he threw four. I don't know what it was. It ha- doesn't matter. And then if you really <laughs> want me to get into it, because they don't they don't include playoffs in this record, if I'm they not mistaken. Not. It's regular season. And then he's an effing dome quarterback. So he's playing the majority of his games in a dome. Tom Brady has three less touchdowns, and he plays outdoors in the weather. That The, the stat in itself, I don't even care about it. It's so dumb. It, it's not firing me up because I'm like, oh, Brady doesn't have the record or Breeze does. It's just like, it's irrelevant to me cool great he got it it bothers me that you celebrated it so hard and it's not like the like you just surpass a record and no one's catching you or you know it's Barry Bonds hitting a home run and there's no one even close there's a guy three touchdown passes away and you're both still playing football you haven't locked this up yet so I, I mean it just it just like celebrate sure but stopping the game and all that nonsense was dumb and then to top it off he's a freaking dome quarterback he's played the majority of his games in a dome I don't even know what the numbers are I don't have to look at him but great you threw a whole bunch of freaking touchdowns not playing in bad weather i don't want to hear it. tom brady's a better quarterback breeze isn't even close are you done yes all right uh hypothetical question Hi- so let's say breeze and brady were both planning to retire at the end of the season not saying that they will but let's say hypothetically and they both retire or plan to and breeze has the touchdown record over Brady. Then stop the game and celebrate. But would Tom Brady come back and make his decision based on the fact that Breeze has that record and he's not playing and then he could just come back and get it? Absolutely do you not. Think, you don't not, think Brady would do no, that? No, not at all. He, what he cares about is the championships. I think and he, he would un- absolutely do that. If he's that close, if he's within like three or four touchdowns, he would absolutely come back just just to have that record. What, play four games and then... No, beat. he would play the whole season. But then what if he did that and Breeze came back? He's like, oh, Brady's coming for me. I'm going to go do it. He's younger than Brady. Yeah, but he also has a surgically repaired what shoulder. What matters to Brady? 
is the championships. That's the record that matters. That I mean, obviously, I, I anybody in lots of professions have egos. They want to be the best of the best. He wants to be the best of the best. I think that the passing touchdown record isn't that important. It's not. And then if you really want to be, t- you know, I'm sure with the playoffs, Brady's throwing more touchdown passes. Oh, so, yeah, absolutely. So I don't think he really cares about that one. Get another Super Bowl. That's what he wants. How fun would it be to have a... Now- I've been waiting, and I'll tell you this. I, I think I know where you're going with this. I've been waiting for a Breeze and Brady Super Bowl. Yeah. I've been waiting for a Brady and Rodgers Super That's Bowl. That's what I wanted last I year. I just don't think we're ever going to get it. <laughs> no, I don't think we're ever going to get it. I want to squeeze the cheese again because I don't want to do it with our freaking 99 Super I don't, Bowl. I don't like that phrase. Squeeze the cheese. Squeeze the cheese. Squeeze no. the cheese. That was back in 90, 96, the 96 Super Bowl. Yeah, with Holmgren as the head coach yes. in Green Bay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, don't ever say squeeze the cheese again. Squeeze the cheese. I, I, I wanted that again. I just don't know. I don't know if the football gods are ever going to give us that. And then even still, you know, it's not in the prime. Like, it, you know, a couple yeah. years ago, Brady and Breeze would have been awesome. Brady and Rodgers would have been awesome. We got Brady Warner. That was cool. That was in the infant stages. We got Brady McNabb. That was cool. And then you also got Brady DeLome. I don't know what the hell De- hey, Jake DeLome was doing. Those were all Bowl. great because uh, <laughs> the Patriots took all three. So uh, I'll take that all day. All right, let's get to some games. Uh, right. We're not doing fantasy because I'm not giving away my secrets on my podcast to people who I'm playing uh, against for a lot a lot of money. Um, so. Uh, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I gave one hint. One hint of someone I like. And it's, and, and it's also not because of like a, a, a standard league where, you know, you're in Yahoo ESPN and you have the same, you know, players every week. I'm in a league that is you're picking a new lineup every week where those can really impact and that's for big money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so let's get to real football. Uh game one. We've I mean we've talked a lot about all of these games. Uh game one, Bills at Patriots, Patriots minus six and a half. Go ahead. Well these two defenses I don't know if there's ever gonna be a six and a half point margin in this game at any point. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. It's going to be a low-scoring game, just like the game in Pittsburgh between the Bills and the Steelers. I think this is going to be like a first-to-20 win sort of situation. I think it's going to be like a 20-17. to 17. So I like the Patriots at home, but Bills are covering a 6.5-point spread with that defense. See, so yeah, I think the Patriots are going to get 20, 20-21, probably 20. I just don't see the Bills getting over 10. I think they'll get 10, maybe. This is just going to be a game where – Unlike the Titans, who had a division opponent come in last week and just didn't take advantage of it, there's it's hard for me to believe, even with the struggles offensively that the Patriots are going through, that their defense doesn't step up. It's Josh Allen on the road in Foxborough for all the marbles. I just sounded really old, but I just don't. I, I think their defense steps up. They played another cupcake in Cincinnati, and I get it. I do think our the Patriots' defense is a little bit fraudulent because they have played so many weak quarterbacks. Yeah. But Josh Allen's not that great. Of, granted, I think he's playing well. I think um, he's, he, I think he's better than when you played earlier in the season. That's fine, but that was in Buffalo, different environment, uh, different. And he also you know, got hurt. In different implications on the line. Um, I don't think the Bills are going to be able to score enough. Uh, and not that the Patriots are going to need to score a whole bunch, but I do think they hit about 20. Uh, I'm going to go 20-10, and that would mean the Patriots cover. 
That would be a. I think this will be a fun physical game to watch. If you like defense, you like hitting, watch this game. This will be good. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. And it's a Saturday game, Saturday at 1 p.m. here on the West Coast, I think. Yep. Um, next game, Rams are at the 49ers. 49ers favored six and a half. Uh, this one is a little different. I think with the Rams getting torched by the Cowboys last week and the 49ers somehow choking a lead late against the Falcons, Niners are going to be pissed off coming into this game. Yeah, they have some injuries. I think that's part of why they did lose to the Falcons. They are not going to overlook the Rams because they know that they need to win this game to stay in the race for the NFC West. So I think the Niners are actually kind of going to kick their butt a little bit. You know what I really like? I like that in the first two games we're going opposite of each other. I don't know why. I just think the Rams are going to cover six and a half. I'm not that impressed. I mean, the 49ers looked great coming out. They do have those injuries. Um, their defense is great. They're at home. But I think, didn't Arizona beat them at home or come pretty, pretty they, cool? Arizona played them really, close two Really times. good at home. And then the Falcons beat them at home. Seahawks beat them at home. Uh, I I just don't know if there's much of a home field advantage. And There's never been much of a home this field is, advantage. You know, this stadium. is big moments. And uh, this is where Jimmy G, you know, he needs to – prove himself in these big games and uh i do think the 49ers will win uh i just see it being closer than uh what jimmy g and the 49ers are going to want so i'll take the points with the rams i think this is going to be another pretty low scoring game uh but i'm kind of i'm kind of on this game where you were with the patriots bills game yeah. where like i see it being like 24 to 10 okay yeah so we it's we just flip-flopped but um <laughs> that works all right next game cardinals at seahawks seahawks nine and a half favorites rookie quarterback Coming into CenturyLink Field, Seahawks all playing all jacked up for the division. This offense is going to have their way with the Cardinals' defense. They're putting up probably 34 or 35 points, depending on missed extra points, Jason Myers. The Cardinals are going to move the ball. They're going to get some points on the board. Seahawks are covering, though. Uh, I think this is the only time the Seahawks won a game by more than one possession was in Arizona. I think they do it again at home against Arizona. I love this. I disagree with you again. <laughs> and you know what? It's probably be going to be, you know, the Seahawks are going to beat them pretty handily, and then garbage time. Yeah, it's uh, going to be like the Falcons or the Panthers game, right? Something is going to happen like that, that they're, you know, they either let their foot off the gas and they, they feel comfortable or whatever, and there's some garbage time touchdowns. I'm just not, even regard, you know, even with the performance of the defense and the turnovers last week, um, I think Kyler Murray has something to prove. He still wants to win. He still wants to play. Not a big fan of the Seahawks' defense. Haven't been all season. You know, Larry Fitzgerald, old but still can do stuff. Christian Kirk, I really like a lot. Yeah, he's Drake has, you know, rejuvenated that running game. He's playing well for the Cardinals. Um, I just don't see it being a blowout. I think. I mean, I think the game will look like a blowout. It just won't end like a blowout. So I'll take the Cardinals and the nine and a half points. That seems way too much for a team that always plays close games. <laughs> uh, the final game we are both picking: Packers at the Vikings. Vikings five and a half point favorites. Five and a half sounds steep, doesn't it? Nope. You don't think it sounds steep? Yeah. Um. I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings win this game, but I'm I'm picking the Packers to actually straight up win this game, not not just to cover. I think they're going to win this game. Man, is that your inner Seahawk really wanting them to win so you get that three-team tiebreaker? Yes, absolutely. What? <laughs> Man, don't bet with at your least, heart. At least I admit it. Like, <laughs> Don't bet with your heart. Bet with your head. Yeah, no. Um, Packers, I mean, I think the Vikings are a tough matchup for them, but I think the Packers are going to have a little bit of Aaron Rodgers BS happen in this game, and they're going to win this game. Well, I've always been told – well, first off, I think the Vikings are a better team on paper uh, all around uh, and healthy. I think the Vikings are just a better team. Um, 
And then when I see a spread like five and a half in this division game where, you know, there's playoff seeds on the line, it just looks off to me, which me, which my initial, like if I'm just looking at it going, oh, the Packers are going to cover five and a half. Then I go, but why the hell is the line five and a half? It doesn't make sense. And whenever that happens, I go the other way. So I think the Vikings are going to cover. There's something that I don't know that Vegas knows. That spread looks funky to me. The majority of the people will jump on the Packers because that just seems too much for Aaron Aaron Rodgers to lose by. With that on the line, it's not going to happen. And then know what happens? The Vikings cover. I'm going to take the Vikings. I just have that weird philosophy. It's just when something looks out of whack, I pick the opposite of the obvious one. All right, well, that happens. Let's go Titans. <laughs> <laughs> and lock of the week, week 15, Keith. Lock of the week, we are going to the tickle fight for the title in the Ooh. NFC East. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cowboys at Eagles, they are playing for the top of the NFC East, whatever that means. Uh, it means Nothing. they're going to get blown out by whoever the five seed is. Uh, plus two and a half, Cowboys are the favorite on the road. I'm going Eagles here. Now I saw Cowboys not favorite. Eagles. No, it's plus, oh, it's plus oh, two and a half. Right. God, I misread. Eagles are are road are home underdogs. And here's the thing. I would have picked the Cowboys, but before I came in today, I saw a report about a Dak Prescott injury and how he does not have basically movement in his throwing shoulder right now is very difficult for him. And I think that's why the Eagles are gonna win this game. God, this is that. I mean, I'm glad I'm not picking this because it's just tough. They both suck. Two bags of suck. Um, <laughs> I mean, the Cowboys. I mean, I, that maybe that's why their game plan last week against the Rams was so run heavy. I mean, they ran, ran. You know, if you have an offensive game, line like that, it, they didn't. Always they did not heavy. throw the ball much at all. I mean, all of their receivers had almost no. I mean, not no receptions, but they had very weak games. It was a very run heavy game plan, and and maybe to to that injury you just talked about um god and then the eagles i mean they're struggling like they lost jeffrey they don't have a great offense like miles sanders looks good but neither of these teams scare me very much it's just terrible and if i yeah i'm not gonna pick the game uh who did you say eagles all right i'm gonna pick the game i'd probably go with you it's just weird i think the the cowboys are a better team but it's on the road and jason garrett sucks so i would think that the uh <laughs> jason garrett will find a way some to lose this game stupid nonsensical thing the freaking doug peterson visor stupid look gonna make it back <laughs> in the playoffs by winning some garbage game against some garbage team at home at the end of the season but uh keys lock of the week <laughs> eagles plus two and a half that's gonna do it for us remember you can hear us on the radio here in seattle i do afternoons Two to seven every afternoon on New Country 989 the Bull. Keith, he comes up right after me, seven to midnight each and every weekday night. And you can find us all over social media too. At Jet City Hot Takes, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we post new episodes most Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. on Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast One, Apple Music, iTunes, and 989thebull.com. That is gonna do it. Go Hawks.